Assalamu alaikum people listening and watching you tuning into the Let's Walk podcast. I'm your host Atau Rahman. Today I'm joined by Zain Samdani. Some of you know him uh, some some of you know him from the Microsoft we Microsoft uh, challenge and uh, he has a very vast bio. He's a poet, he's an artist and he all, and he's also a scientist I would say. So I'll uh, assalamu alaikum Zain. Thank you for coming over here and I want you to introduce yourself because I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing justice to it. Uh, it is truly an honor to be on the Let's Walk podcast. Uh, so, so in order to best introduce myself, uh, I would say that I am a transcendent thinker. Uh, I take inspiration from cartoons and use those uh, and use those elements uh, to bring re- to bring my ideas to reality. Essentially speaking. So, uh, yeah, uh, let, let's get right into it. So I want you to maybe start off with uh, the very initial idea that, you know, maybe, you know, I should st- uh, get into robotics and, you know, like, how did you fi- like figure out that, you know, maybe I should uh, try robotics or make something uh, like uh, get into robotics, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I remember, so I remember this thing, all right. Uh, I was five years old. Okay, and as any other and, and as any other kid, uh, I was I was always watching cartoons, okay, like the like the Transformers and whatnot. Uh, and and during that time, okay, I uh, I, I saw my mother day in and day out, uh, working working on the household, uh, helping me and my sisters get uh, get tidied up, and basically she was occupied with everything on a day to day basis, right? Whereas I, as a kid, was always like having the time of my life playing with toys or watching cartoons and it just hit me one day that hey i don't see my mom having fun like i do right and when i thought about it at the time i was like okay what does she do uh, like what does she spend most time in she spent most most time in doing her chores and and it just hit me then and i went up to her and told her that hey mom i'm gonna make a robot that's gonna do everything for you and that's essentially where my robotic journey started Wow, that's nice. So you want, essentially wanted your mom to chill so that, you know, like she can relax and, you know, you know, washing the dishes, cleaning the house and whatever it is, you know, the robot can do that kind of thing. Yeah. So like, did you end up like, uh, you know, actually making a small thing and like trying out something and figuring out something so that, you know, you could actually bring this idea into reality? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a project that I've been working on for the longest time. All right. Uh, I I have tried out a variety of small things. All right. Uh, uh, but uh, however, the conclusion that that I came to at the end was that it is better to create smaller robots that can accomplish a multitude of different tasks. Like rather rather than trying to create just one robot that can do everything, because uh, because uh, uh, b- b- because the mechanical complexity, uh, all right, and the AI behind such a robot b- would be so would be so vast and extensive, at least for the time being right now. So, like, would, do you, are you aware of the small, I, I don't know if they call it the Zumba, you know, it cleans the floor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so you're oh, yes, that, definitely. So, you're saying that, you know, creating something like a Zumba and then, you know, like a dishwasher kind of thing and then, uh, mm-hmm. like, doing separate tasks instead of creating one gigantic robot which does everything. Basically speaking, yes. Yes, that's it. So you'd be having so small mini robots in your house. Yes, yeah. 
So I, I saw a couple of your other interviews to try to understand your story. And uh, you said like you started off in a science fair where you saw one of your seniors, you know, making one of the robots. And you said, you know, you like the healthy competition, you know, which kind of inspires you and uh, help you like create more. And I want you to mm -hmm. like share a little bit about, you know, what you think about competition and how it can help you. I think like some people think about competition in a very negative sense and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it gives off a very negative vibe. So I want you to give your two cents on that. Hmm. Okay, that's quite the interesting question, honestly. Uh, and that interview from was a really long time ago. So I'm surprised that you looked into me that well. Uh, okay, so in terms, so to, so to answer your question, all right, uh, I was quite, I, I was honestly very competitive uh, uh, back in my, back in my teenage days. All right, so I used to try and compete in everything that I could, that I could, that I could get my hands on. Uh, art competitions, uh, whether it be art competitions or athletics or science fairs, all right. Uh, and it was, uh, and it was, I'd say, uh, I'd say that when I got in uh, 11th grade, that I truly understood, uh, and that I that I truly began to understand what it means to have healthy competition with someone. All right. So, uh, so back in those, uh, so, so so back in those days, I finally found people who I can communicate and work with rather than just compete with all right and 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 my view on competition right now is the fact that yes competition yes competition does promote a lot of growth right than you just doing it all on your own right a, a lot of, a, lo a lot of my success a lot of my success a lot of my earlier success uh, uh is 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 because of that competitive spirit Right, but however, though you will realize at some point in time that collaboration leads to much more development than what competition can accomplish. Yeah. So with this, you know, I, I want to kind of slide into leadership because uh, being an effective leader with yourself, you know, your team V Bionic, uh, you got you have like few members on your team, and something which I struggled with, and I want to you know kind of like uh, uh, dive into your cerebral cortex and see how you think about things so my basic basically my question is you know like being a when you're in a position of leadership you always want to get things on the highest standard you know i want it to be you know like this way or you know i want it to be the i want it to be perfect and when you have team members on your team and when you delegate tasks mm -hmm. they might not end up you know having the perfect thing and you have this innate urge or innate, you know, tendency to go and try to do it yourself. Well, while when you do indulge in that, you kind of, you know, lose the bigger picture. So how do you mm -hmm. deal with that, you know, as a leader and, you know, kind of like a, also like, you know, bringing your team together, getting the task done, but at the same time, maintaining that standard. Okay. Uh, so, hmm. so, so essentially speaking, you try and look at things from the other person's perspective, all right? So what matters to them right now, all right? How are they involved in the project, all right? What are their goals, all right? How, how is this benefiting them, all right? And then, uh, and then what I do is I navigate around the idea or the question or the objective that needs to be completed, all right? And try and, uh, and, try and make it uh, as personal as possible to the other person, all right? So, so instead of giving them the idea like, hey, do this, all right, I, try and, I try and encourage them to come up with their own ideas, all right? So, so that they themselves go through this process of experimentation and figure out what the right way is, right? And what this does psychologically 
uh, with them is that is that is that they then believe that they came up with the idea and they are much more involved in the project or the task than they would have been otherwise right so if i just told them to this hey hey just do hey hey, hey just get this thing done all right yes they know what to do right now right but then their involvement in the idea especially in the earlier stages of when you're starting out right uh, is not is not going to be as much as it would have been uh, if you if you challenge them to you know like come up with their own ideas come uh, allow them to experiment all right allow them to you know like form their own views and then accomplish the task Mm-hmm. so so you're saying like you want them to come to their own conclusion and that's where you know they get more involved emotionally into the project yes yes absolutely yeah this is something you know i think i need i need to apply more because whenever i have been in a, a team and you know a group project you know i felt like you know like why isn't why isn't these guys working like uh, and why am i you know being like too much uh, Emotion, too emotionally attached to the project, and why am I trying to do everyone's job, and you know the, those kinds of things, where ah uh, oh, yeah, where you know I feel like you know in order to become an effective leader, I want them to be uh, more indulged and more in, emotionally involved into the project, uh, so that you know we all can work together. Other than like instead of one guy being burnt out, you know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, uh, yes, I have been in that situation multiple times back in school. Right, and honestly speaking, uh, uh, whatever I had tried back then did not work. All right, so what would happen? So what would happen at that point in time is that, uh, is that so? So back in school, um, so back in school, nobody takes these assign, nobody takes these assignments or projects seriously. Okay, it's just like, hey, like it's just like homework. All right, like, like, and just like the majority of students, like, end up doing the homework in classroom right before the teacher is about to take it, take it. right so a lot of students have that mindset around this right and that is why it's difficult for it's difficult to convince them to uh, how should i say it? to get to get on the same page with with you on this right i've had similar uh, so uh, so i so i personally have not had uh, similar experiences but i've had uh, but, but i've heard about similar experiences with my friends in college all right and they just told me at the end that okay yeah Yeah. So, so next time when it, when when it, when it comes to something that has been graded, I'd rather do it on my own, all right? Because the other students just are not putting, because the other students just aren't putting an effort uh, close to that level, right? And that happens sometimes, all right? Uh, because 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 you cannot expect everyone to be at that, you know, like at that same level of thought, right? And that is why as well the team that I have chosen, right? So these are people that I've handpicked because of their drive. okay because of the passion that they have burning inside of them right so for example uh, so, so so for so for example uh, uh, we have a brilliant applications developer on our team his name is ramen from nepal and he is so uh, and he's so passionate about just figuring problems out uh, right just making sure that things work right? that that he will that he will spend 15 hours 16 hours just coding right in order to figure that one thing out right and this is and the only reason for that is that because that irks him okay that he that he literally has this desire to okay like i want to know how this works right i want to fix this all right and i want to accomplish so and so all right so so my one advice would be to uh so my one advice would be to try and figure out who these people are right people people that genuinely have that curiosity people that genuinely have that drive to okay like go the extra mile to figure things out
and that's where you are least likely to you know, like have these problems right or you have or you have this inconsistent effort from everyone in the team yeah so so like do you actually go to places where you find these people or like how do you actually hand pick uh, all your team members um i'm just curious about that hmm, okay so uh, so i have naturally been a very curious person all right right uh, i try uh, i try not judging anyone uh, on our first meeting on our second meeting or 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 for the most part or for or for the most part i just ask questions in order to figure out what their how their mindset is right what their thought process is right who who are they as a person okay and generally speaking to find to find these kind of people right uh, you try and get involved with these groups or communities okay and more than likely through through consistent interaction you will find someone who you'll be able to click with right or they might refer you to someone or some other event or some other organization where you might uh, end up with someone okay who does feel the same way as you that makes sense because i feel like you know especially when it comes to like pharmacy and at least in my college at least in my department you know things with you know entrepreneurship and these things they are not so much you know of like uh, or like in people's priority list i would say you mm-hmm. know just get the grade get uh, get the degree done you know we'll apply for job and we get the go to a consultancy back to us again the same story repeats again you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing and uh, i felt uh, i felt kind of you know like uh, lost i would say that you know i i felt like you know am i the only one in this like in this place who feels like that you know i feel like out of place and then when i like mm-hmm. uh, kind of started interacting with people you know i felt like oh so i'm actually looking for the uh, like for the wrong people in the wrong place i'm trying to find someone who is interested in business in pharmacy i mean like mm-hmm. although people might, might be interested but that's not specifically the place so i went to a, uh, the management department mm-hmm. that's where you know i felt like oh these guys are actually having like uh, they have a thing called sub z so everything mm-hmm. from a to z sub z that's how they call it ah okay ah. so they have people you know selling fruits people selling gulab jamun in our college on every wednesday so i was like they are creating like uh, opportunity for everyone and that's where you know i felt like you know i need to be with these kinds of people you know they they understand me and i understand them and uh, i felt mm-hmm. like you know figuring like going to different places and uh, meeting a lot of people kind of you know uh, like made me feel that you know like uh, like a sense of you know community that kind of thing sense of you know bonding that kind of thing is mm-hmm. that something you relate with ah uh, is there something that i relate with ah uh, hmm uh so i would say uh so i don't so i don't specifically relate to that all right but uh but so when i was so when i was in hyderabad over here right uh, i stayed in hyderabad for approximately 3 years and uh, so so during this, uh, so during that time uh, i i spent a lot of my, i spent a lot of my time going to conventions going to fairs going to events all right just to try and meet uh, people with a similar mindset right people that actually had that drive to get something done people that are passionate right because that is the one thing that i can relate on uh, because there's the one thing that i can relate to with, with anyone or uh, with anyone right but uh, but at the same time what i had found was uh, it's quite difficult uh, to find such people over here right uh, they are they are highly concentrated groups all right in very small parts of the entire city okay 
and then uh, and then on the other hand and then on the other hand when I when I when I moved on to Germany for my high school, higher education i i realized that uh, i i i realized that there's opportunity everywhere right uh, and sometimes you need to uh, how should i say this and sometimes uh, you need to give a little little push to 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 some of these to to some of these other peers that you have right so for example with ramen as well right uh, so, uh, uh, so, uh, so both me and ramen we got connected over participating in a hackathon right uh, uh, and before taking part in the hackathon, I had invited him twice or thrice, and he always felt that he wasn't capable enough. All right, and a lot of people have this. All right, that uh, that they don't think as highly of themselves, or they don't think that they that that they're not worthy of taking part or even achieving so and so. All right, so sometimes you need to give them a little push. Right, that hey, okay, that you are capable. Okay, okay, that you can do this, or just try it out. Okay, what's the worst that could happen? All right, all right, and and somewhat of this combination of, of finding the right people, all, all, all right, and not just taking them for their face value, all right. Uh, you'll, uh, I'd say that I'd say that between the balance of these two things, uh, by striking that balance, you're you you are more likely to find uh, people that you can relate with. Hmm. You know, with this, I I want to kind of uh, like move into. Like I see you have different projects, like at the time, you know, you're trying to figure out a robot that can help your mom and then there's ExoHeal and you do different things. So do you believe that, you know, you, ha you need to have like one goal at a time so that, you know, you're not kind of like burnt out or something? Or do you feel like, you know, having different projects, you know, kind of boosts your, you know, creative uh, creativity and you know gives you more inspiration? Okay, uh, so what I personally believe, all right, uh, is that uh, it's definitely beneficial to just focus, to just focus on one project, all right, and uh, and just go all in with that. But 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 at the same time, I would recommend uh, to to look at other perspectives, all right, uh, to have other kind of hobbies as well, uh, on the side at least, all right. So what this does is that uh, you end up taking inspiration from places where you where you would have never thought of taking inspiration from. Right. So, so for me, okay, it's a, uh, so for me, okay, it's a, uh, so it's so, so it's quite a constant habit or a constant practice that I take a creative, uh, that I take creative inspiration or creative dialogue from other fields, all right, into my own robotics field or from my robotics field into the art field, okay, or, or from poetry to both or, or from everything entirely into poetry. So all of this, uh, so all of this in, intermingles and helps me collaborate within all of my different projects, right? It's helping me elevate my mindset first. And then at the same time, it's also enabling me to look at my work from multiple perspectives at the same time. So how, how have your hobbies, you do art like poetry and, you know, painting as well. So how, how does, you know, how have they helped you with uh, your robotics or like just in life in general? Uh, just in life in general. Okay. Uh, hmm. Uh, so for the most part, I use painting as a medium of expression, right? Uh, I used to do that until 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 I came up uh, with my own art form, right? Uh, wherein I I now make uh, I now make uh, a, a sort of three dimensional kind of art, right? Using different bits and pieces, and then and then designing my own two three dimensional pieces, and then paint them, and then uh, and then so that's a whole different process, right? So that is more for expressing things that just come to me. Right. I use poetry for, for for expressing how I actually feel. 
right? And the way that these translate into robotics is that uh, while these mediums are able to uh, are 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 able to bring forth my imagination say, on paper or, or or in digital form, right? What robotics helps me does is it it materializes these feelings and emotions into actual work, right? Or into act or into actually solving problems. So that's how these things uh, are are converted into robotics for me. Uh, another thing that I'm involved in uh, is physical sports activity as well. So that's something that I do uh, mostly for self-development uh, and good health and well-being. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, like uh, I started rapping because you know I, I wanted to you know have uh, hmm. like I was you know kind of like getting burnt out with the studying and I wanted to kind of like uh, you know get all these emotions and everything or like kind of a sense of relief. You know. Uh, out into paper and then you know that's how I started rapping and yeah mm. so I do rap and uh, all the while you know like making these podcasts and studying so whenever I'm burnt out I'm rapping <laughs> okay that's fascinating yeah uh, I have uh, I have quite the respect for uh, for how should I say for musicians and singers and uh, rapping in general right because you're able to express uh, what's within in such uh, uh, how should I say in such a beautiful way, all right, that it just strikes a chord with anyone you're with. Yeah, you know, I've been uh, like, you know, kind of, uh, I, I actually made a rap for like our graduating uh, batch, like our seniors and mm. then people uh, like kind of uh, getting all the college life into kind of like a poetry kind of thing. So expressing ah, all the ups that's and nice. downs. So I, I might, I might, you know, rap for you at the end of this thing. Okay. Oh, oh, oh no, you're definitely rapping at the end. Yeah. So. I want you to like uh, share your thoughts about coding. Do you think like coding, like learning to code is going to be ne necessary in the future? Because a lot of people have said that, you know, if you don't know how to code, it's going to be hard in the future. Like coding is the mandatory thing to learn. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. So, uh, uh, so, so in my opinion, coding is just like any other language. Right. Uh, when I say any other language, I mean, uh, what do you call it, like speaking Hindi or English or Malayalam, right? Uh, it's just like any other language, and I do believe it's it's going to be as it's going to be an essential part of education moving forward. All right, that coding is something that's going to be taught from grade one. Okay. Uh, but however, though, at the same time, I also uh, I also feel like it isn't something that everyone should be. How should I say that 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 everyone needs to be well versed. All right. Uh, so coding is something that that's going to become a part of our day-to-day -day life, right? But at the but, uh, but 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 at the same time, all right, it it it's not something that's for everyone, all right. Because honestly speaking, okay, for for the most part, I'm for the most part, although I'm involved in robotics projects, like coding is my least favorite part. All right. So I like so 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 I like more of designing things, okay, rather than coding them. Right. Uh, yes, I'm good at it because I need to do that. All right, in order to make my projects work. But it isn't something that I purely enjoy. Mm. Okay. So, uh, so uh, and I remember, and I remember, and I remember, uh, uh, and I remember during my during my time in India over here that 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 a lot of adverts. All right. So, so for example, we had White Hat Junior and a lot of other uh, programs popping up that actually made parents and and kids envious. That hey, that this is something that I really need. Okay, that coding is something that 
I need to learn. All right. Uh, uh, and what happened due, due to this effect was a lot of students, a, a lot of students who did not have a knack for coding or who did not really enjoy coding and ended up forcing themselves to like, hey, no, I need to learn this. I need to learn it because everyone's doing it. All right. Whereas on the other hand, uh, that same student who has a knack for, let's say, uh, what do you call it? Uh, that same student who has a knack for, how do I say this? For, for designing, let's say, all right, would be, would you much better off? All right, uh, learning Blender or Maya or, 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 or AutoCAD, right? Because that is something that would help elevate their future rather than learning to code. Mm. That, that makes sense because, you know, uh, I think it's like, you know, the Baiju thing as well. I, don't, I shouldn't take names though, but uh, like where, you know, parents kind of feel like, you know, like everyone's, you know, doing this, you know, every like everybody's, mm. you know, putting their kids through merit nation or, or through Baiju or through this thing and their kids are getting mm. better marks you know, my kids should do the same thing. And I feel, you know, that's somewhere, you know, parents are being, you know, like uh, kind of targeted through these ads. And, you know, that's where uh, they end up, you know, sending their kids to uh, like, you know, coding classes or beat anything in, of that sort. Mm -hmm, definitely, yeah. So I, I want to know, like, how did you come up with your name Zen Nemesis? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, that's quite the interesting question. Uh, so I came up with the name back uh, back when I was 12 years old, all right. Uh, and Nemesis, uh, uh, it's it's uh, it it can be perceived as quite the repulsive name for people that don't know the story behind it. But uh, but my reason for keeping that name is that no matter is that so for instance, no matter what obstacle that I face in life, all right, it's a reminder that I am that at any given point in time. Okay, I'm capable of becoming the nemesis of whatever obstacle that, uh, of whatever obstacle that I'm facing, or whatever challenge that is in front of me. All right, and becoming a nemesis basically means that I am approaching it what you call, at its level, right? Not being below it, not being above it, but looking at it dead in the eye and saying like, "Hey, like I can overcome this," wow. right? Because you need to have that mindset. You need to be, you know, like. Uh, you need to have that drive first of all, and then you need to look at things at that at the, at, the, at, the, at that same level in order to know that okay, so this is everything that I need to overcome, right? And uh, and only then will you be able to you know, like go across it. So that's the reason for the name Nemesis. Wow, interesting, interesting. So I, I want you to like you know we talk about your success and everything. Do you have like a very few people share about their you know low moments in life so have you have have you had any low moments throughout your uh, robotics journey and you know building up exoheal and everything oh okay uh oh okay yeah uh, i love that you asked uh, i love that you focus on this question uh, uh a friend of mine uh were discussing on this uh the just 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 the other day actually all right that i should uh, that uh, that i should start stay sharing more of my lower moments in life Okay. And one of the uh, and uh, and one of these moments that not a lot, that not, that not a lot of people know about is that uh, is that I actually had to take a gap for three years due to a medical condition in between, right? And uh, uh, and these three years were spent in Hyderabad rehabilitating for the most part, right? So I was diagnosed with a rare eye condition, um, uh, and this was back in Saudi, uh, beginning of 2018. And my dad had taken me to every hospital in three cities, all right? And uh, they were not able to figure out what was wrong with my eyes, all right? Why was this condition happening, right, right? So essentially speaking, my vision would double after every two to three hours, okay? Okay, and here's the, and here's the 
worst slash best part of it. Okay, that this happened right before my twelfth board exams. So, so during my exams, all right, I literally wrote. Uh, I, 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 I was literally only capable of writing half of my exams. All right, because because after that time, uh, I I would reach this limit of two to three hours, and my body would just shut down. Okay, this my 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 vision would double, and and even patching one eye wouldn't help. All right, like it helped me last for like ten uh, twenty minutes longer. All right, but but not more than that. Right, because the brain would just tire out, and then I would just shut down. So so for at least half of my exams, I I was lying there asleep. Right. So, so moving on from there, all right. Uh, uh, we did find. Uh, I moved to India in order to figure out what was going on, and Alhamdulillah, over here they were they were able to diagnose the condition, and I was I was, and then, and here's the other striking thing, right? Because it was such a rare condition, the only treatment that they could offer was uh, surgery, right? And because of the rarity of such a condition, they uh, the success rate for such a surgery was quite low as well. Right, so there were more chances of complications happening at the same time, right? Uh, uh, and due to and due to all of these factors, okay, uh, I then decided I then decided to to, to not opt in for the surgery. And uh, and something interesting that happened during this time was that my little sister Suha, she decided that she would come up with a rehabilitation routine to help me out. All right. And after consulting with multiple doctors, neurosurgeons, uh, neuroscience experts, she was able to come up with a routine that helped me rehabilitate myself in two years' time naturally, rather than opting for surgery. So that's another interesting aspect. Uh, so that's another interesting, interesting good thing that came out of it. Right? But yet at the same time, uh, because of this condition, I was not able to. Uh, I I was not able to join university, all right. Whereas whereas all of my peers had completed three years of, of their college, and they've all graduated this year right now, right. I was not able to take part in competitions. I was not able to uh part. I I, I was not able to partake in uh, group activities. I I was bound to my home for for I believe uh the first one and a half year as well because I couldn't stay out for longer, and yeah, and I had to work and deal with this condition and then just go through life so that is what i would say as one of uh, as as one of the biggest life changing moments that i've had but then at the same time as well something that my mother has instilled within me from the very get go is that it all depends on the perspective i view my situation as all right that there is good in everything all right only if i choose to perceive and look for the good in these situations Right. So what I did was I took this time, I took this time to understand myself and to work on myself, bit by bit. Right. In the time that I had, I uh, I tried to, I tried to uh, understand my own psychology better. I tried to I, I tried to engage in as many courses as I can, and basically uh, interacting and engaging with other global change makers. And this helped to elevate my mindset. It helped uh, it it helped me to build the it helped me to place the uh, building blocks. Into who I have become today. So yeah. Also, I I didn't know about this. You know, like I I do some solid research on my guests, and I didn't know about this. So I'm I'm curious about like the routine. Like, were you doing eye exercises, or like what were you doing in uh, like the routine by which your sister made? Oh yes. Uh, so it was filled with a bunch of eye exercises. Uh, uh, it was filled with green therapy. Uh, a form, a form of meditation as well. 
right? Uh, it was it was a combination of a lot of these things. Uh, she had also made uh, she 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 had also made this biodegradable juice string device uh, with which I can uh, with which I can perform eye exercises in a more coordinated manner as well. So so it was a lot of these things combined uh, that I had to go through. Wow. Do you, do you like uh, intend on sharing it to the world anytime soon? Uh, uh, I don't, uh, uh, in term. Okay. So, um, so my sister is actually working on this. All right. And mm-hmm. she has, uh, I, and she has been helping out other kids within the community as well. Right. So, so, so what was special about my condition is that usually what happens is, uh, it's, it's diagnosed at a very early age for children, all right. Between the ages of five to 13. All right. Uh, what happened, what happened with me was my brain somehow found a way to found a way to mitigate this or go around it all right all, all right and the condition and the condition uh, uh, and the condition uh, how should I say and, and the condition rose back up uh, due to a due, due to a sort due to a sort of trauma that I had to go through and I lost control over that right and and that's when all of these things started coming up so that's why it was quite rare to see this in someone who is an adult now. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, with this, you know, I, I want to dive into mental health, you know, with entrepreneurship, with all the hustle that we talk about day in and day out mm-hmm. with people through media, through YouTube, everywhere you see people say, you know, I'm going to sleep when I die, you know, hustle this and that. I feel somewhere, you know, mental health is not being addressed and, you know, people uh, suffer and, you know, people feel lonely people you know feel that they are not in place and uh, they feel lost and do you feel like you know uh, that these things are very necessary to be addressed especially in the entrepreneurship community and have you like uh, thought about doing something about this oh yes uh, so i have been involved uh, in a few mental health projects in the past right and still am and still am uh, and still am uh, working on an application based on this as well uh, so since you mentioned loneliness, all right. Uh, so so I actually have a number for this. Uh, so did you know that this is pre-pandemic, okay? That 70% of heavy social media users reported feeling lonely, all right. And then during the pandemic, these numbers rose by 30%. Wow. All right. Uh, Didn't they feel I, connected like they're using social media, right? No, 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 no. So I'll tell you something, all right. So. Uh, so regardless, uh, so so during the pandemic, okay, uh, regardless of the number of connections, or the number of matches, or the number of uh, followers that you that you might have on these social platforms, okay, uh, how many of these? Uh, so essentially speaking, how many of these people can you actually hit up and be like, like, hey, uh, do you have a minute? Uh, I would like to share something. Like, how many of these people can you actually have that deep one one on one conversation with? Right, very few people. Very few people. Very few people. All right, and and in some people's cases, even nil. All right, so you might be having thousands of followers, but 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 there's not even one person that you can reach out to. All right, that's genuinely going to be there for you. All right, and and understand your perspective. Okay, and that is because of the lack of connection that we have right now in today's day and age. All right, there's so much influx of information. There's so much influx of everything that's going on. All right, that we that we lose ourselves in the midst of all of it, right? So, for instance, uh, so for instance, what I believe is, uh, when when the pandemic hit, all right, 
uh, a lot of people lost access to distractions that they that they had earlier. When I say distractions, I mean things like school, things like work, things like going to the park, going to the movies, right? Because everyone was forced into into this lockdown-like situation, right? And no matter how much you try to, when you're like work and work all day, or no, no matter how much you binge watch Netflix or play games all day, there would come a time when all of your insecurities and all of the things that you've been holding back catch up with you, right? And if you don't address these, right, they are just going to keep on building up. Right, and this happened for a lot of people during the pandemic. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people's uh, uh, mental mental health based difficulties caught up to them, and that is why the mental health uh, and and that is why and, and that is why this became such a massive problem during the pandemic, right? And all of this uh, and and all of this has and all of this is unraveling right now at the moment. Okay, uh, to answer your second question in terms of entrepreneurship, right? We do have we do have a culture that uh, that insinuates that work and work and work, all right. But however, at the same time, but however, at the same time, what I believe is, uh, uh, what I believe, what I believe is that it's also not just these people; it's also society at fault over here. Okay. So, for example, so for example, in case of entrepreneurs or high achieving teens, all right. So teens, so teenagers that study a lot, that are getting constant A's, all right, or teenagers that are working on projects. Or, or entrepreneurs that are working on these massive projects, they are expected to be perfect. They are expected to do everything with the utmost, uh, with the utmost efficiency, okay, and perfection, right? That it bogs down on them, right? And society does not look at that. So society, for the most part, ex- expects them to be that way, and these expectations can weigh can weigh you down so much, right? And this is something that isn't talked about much, right? That uh, that 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 we entrepreneurs are humans as well, all right? That we do have feelings, that we do go through these highs and lows in life as well, right? Just like anybody else, right? But because of these, because but because of the expectations, we are not allowed to show these emotions, right? We are expected to not, you know, to not let these bog us down. So in order to tackle these, uh, uh, so in order, so in order to tackle these. I'm currently working. Uh, uh, so, I, so I currently have another team in Germany, and we are working on developing uh, a new kind of social media that helps foster deeper connections first. Oh, I'm curious, how how do you like uh, uh, like foster deeper connections if it's social media again? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, so. Uh, okay. So let me think. Word. So based on what I can share at the moment about this is that so what we are doing is uh, all right so whenever so 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 whenever you make up a new connection all right you have you have to go through the small talk no 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 you have to go through the opener first all right and then you go through the small talk and then you have the deeper conversations all right where right. we are flipping the we are we are flipping the script all right and help and enabling people to have these deeper conversations first. Right, and this is through, uh, uh, and this is through the exploration of their values. All right, so we've come up with a system that that helps people understand their values first. Because you and I, all right, uh, it's not stories, it's not profession that we might uh, truly connect on, but the but, but but what values that we actually have, right? We connect on similar values, right? Because you and I can be from different professions or from different fields entirely, but but if we have the same values, that's where the connection happens. 
interesting i'm looking forward to it whenever you release or whenever you have something you know like some trailer or like some snippet of it i would love mm-hmm. to share that because that's something i'm interested in because sometimes i feel that you know like uh, for sure like instagram and you know other social media platforms are good as well but you know like are you really like can you really count on those people like when you are having a bad time can you really reach out to them mhm yep and uh, that's something i think about and I, i feel kind of you know like low when i think about that so yeah. so i'm i'm happy that you're coming up with such a thing you know i'm really happy about that and uh, since we are almost approaching time uh, we i kind of end up with the questions which call it the perspective questions so bring a lot more perspective into our lives so are you ready for that yeah sure go ahead so the first question is if you were to have if you were to have a dinner with three people dead or alive who would they be and why ah uh, hmm that's an interesting question i don't really i haven't really thought much about this uh uh i would say i would say so one of them has to uh so one of them has to be leonardo da vinci all right so this is a man that has that has that has had a multitude of talents and has looked at a multitude of fields all right a lot of people just look at him as an artist but he was involved in so much more all right so it's so one of them has to be leonardo da vinci the other one has to be elon musk all right he is the pioneer of our generation one of the pioneers of our generation and the third one uh and the third one uh, and the third one uh, and the most in, and the most important from all of this all right would be prophet muhammad sallallahu sallallahu alaihi wasallam right in order to understand the patience and the drive that he had to live the life that he has lived wow so three people uh, leonardo da vinci elon musk and our beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam nice so uh, if if you had a notification that would pop up in people's devices be it tablets phones whatever that might be first thing in the morning what would it say hmm what would it say oh this depends from different per person to person but uh i would say that okay so this is something that i have been saying to myself a lot as well so it's so so it has to be uh that at any given point in time all right you are capable of altering your of altering of altering your state of thought all right to do what needs to be done so do you mind so going a little do you mind going a little deep into that uh uh, uh what do you mean by a uh, deep behind the okay behind the perspective yeah yeah behind the okay that uh, so what i essentially mean is that at any given point in time that it, any that during any given situation all right no matter no matter what situation you are in no matter what place you are at right you are eternally capable all right our our, our minds are so much more capable and so much more amazing than what we really think of okay that you are eternally capable of altering your state of mind of changing your mindset all right in order to do what needs to be done right because i honestly believe that we all have this voice within us that's constantly telling us that hey do this all right that, that that's the right thing to do right or or get this done right now you're going to be thankful for doing for getting this done right now right or in certain situations or or, or in high intense situations where decisions need to be made what do you call it at the get go all right you still have that voice letting you know that what's the right thing right but 
but we let our but we let our preconceived notions right about about either society about either other people get in the way right or sometimes we let our own emotions of of anxiety or of you know, like or just thoughts in general come in the way right so that's why i say that at any given point in time you ha- you are capable enough to alter your state of mind all right to make it clear enough so that so that you do what needs to be done so what are the three books that you would recommend other people which have helped you throughout your journey ah uh, okay so one of first of them uh, has to be uh, how to make friends and influence people all right uh, uh, the other one would have to be the third door mm, uh, the yes yeah yeah uh, it's the only book that i have ever completed from start to finish in one sitting it's that interesting uh the third book would have to be yeah uh, the third book would have to be the holy quran honestly right it's a way of life yeah uh, so i was having yash uh, ali abdal's uh, i would say ali abdal's editor or i, I think he, he works with ali abdal so i had him on the podcast and he also recommended oh interesting you also recommended you know reading the third door because sometimes you know like we might not have everything we uh, to you know like get the opportunity but we always have a third door into the opportunity so he always recommend absolutely 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 speaking and the way that the book is written all right it's written from a college person's perspective all right someone just like us all right a, a college student that a, a college student that is just like everybody else Right, just going to college, all right, and just and just sitting in the room, right, and deciding that okay, hey, like how do I get to know these people? How do I get to interview abilities, all right? Or how have these people gone from where they were to where they are right now, all right? It's just a normal college student just asking these questions, and it dictates his journey, all right, and his failures as well. A lot of his failures, okay, there are there are a lot of failures are being highlighted in this book as well. right through through all the principles that he has suggested and followed as well so not everything works there's a lot of luck factor that that is involved as well all right so so yeah so so it's a must read for everyone honestly especially for college students i'll link it down in the description but uh, what the last question is what do you want to be remembered for ah okay hmm uh i want to be remembered for uh, i i want to be remembered for helping change lives right for for having for having had impacted other other people's lives in a positive manner right whether it be by whether it be through a mindset shift whether it be through helping them overcome paralysis whether it be through mental health uh, or whether it be through you know like a small conversation on the street that i had with someone right i i want to be remembered for having impacted people's lives in a positive way that's nice you know i i i actually didn't want to you know like go into exoheal and everything because other people have covered covered it so mm-hmm. so nicely i wanted to you know dive into zen at the person himself mm-hmm. and kind of explore zen as to you know who he is actually as a person and you know somewhere you know like uh, with the interviews and everything i feel you know they kind of uh, focus more on the product rather than the person himself the values he is coming up with and you know the things which is happening in his brain mm-hmm. and that is why uh, i actually didn't you know like uh, though i'll mention it but i actually didn't oh, you know yeah, kind of it up as in like uh, you know please go into exoheal and that that sort of thing so then where is the best place people can find you 
the place the best place that that people can find me on is on instagram at the moment all right so so feel free to hit me up if you have any other ideas if you want to collaborate i'm always down for it all right so yeah uh in instagram at the rate zan nemesis and guys i'll link it down in the description ladies and gentlemen this is uh, the let's walk podcast thank you for tuning in until then stay blessed keep taking action we will catch you in the next ones